0: And they don't, they don't, they don't all suck. They don't, they don't all suck. Welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name's Frank Cole. And this is episode number 19, recorded Tuesday, April 20th,
1: 2021. All right. So we are continuing from last week, our, our epic discussion about hiring. And this time, I promise I will give away those, those top three and actually four, as I realized over the weekend, I had totally brain farted on my list. So it's a good thing I've, that we actually pushed it I back. I feel better. I feel better about our track record because you
0: promised that in the beginning and then you promised it again halfway through and we never actually talked about it. Mm-hmm. So this is yep. balancing my concern that people uh can know what to expect when they when they hear this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I like, like I to said, keep,
1: I like to keep my enemies confused. Like I said, it works out because we uh we th- I thought it was 3 and I actually I did have my original 3, but I've I have since added a fourth that is Really super handy you know, for uh, for technical positions anyway. So, so uh,
0: the conversation
1: completely left my mind. If this is three versus for what? Three versus for these are the these are the hidden gems that I thought you and I I'm, I'm assuming you're going to agree when I when I give these. But these are the hidden gems that I look for on resumes that almost immediately cause that resume to jump to the top of the list for me. If, if they are doing these things, if the resume includes this kind of information or the candidate talks about these things in the interview, they count buku points for me. OK, OK, it's not the only deciding factor. It's not a magic bullet. There are no magic bullets, but they are super useful and telling to see. I have consistently gotten good results from these things. I'm willing to fight you. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're going to we'll get to it at the end. We'll get to it at the end. So what we're going to what we're going to talk about today. So last week we went through uh, a whole bunch of stuff around the interview process. We went through our interview process that we had done before. We talked about things that you're doing differently now, things that I'm doing differently now. The area that we didn't cover, though, was what happens before they actually get into the interview process and that's the listing and that's getting the eyeballs it's creating the Mm. funnel we talked about what you do with the funnel we didn't actually talk about how you get candidates into the funnel to begin with we did a little bit but we didn't really cover it in in depth so that's where i wanted to uh that's where i wanted to start so uh i have uh, first and foremost, I think the the most important thing, and this is we can sort of pick up where we left off last week. If your position is remote, you absolutely need to say it's remote, and you need to be loud and obnoxious about it. It should be
0: in. Well, the- let's let's wind let's let's rewind a little bit there because there's something that needs to be laid down before we get started, and that is if your job posting or listing, whatever you prefer, is not different than the job description. You should burn it to Mm. the ground okay all right because those are two different pieces of collateral agreed Uh, and they have different purposes for a different audience at different times and you can't just put your job description on the internet and then expect anybody to give a rip right your your job description is sort of a tactical prescription about how the person should be aligning their daily activity to uh, to the ends of your, you know, to to your ends. And the job posting, the job listing, this is advertising, right? This is not a strategy document. It's not a KRA. It's an advertisement. And if that makes you squirm, good because you just learned something. That's the, the the job listing is designed to get people intrigued. It's designed to pique their interest, to get them to look deeper, to get them to invest a little time trying to figure it out what it is you need. The language is different, what you put in it is different, the kinds of information you add. I mean, it's all it's a completely different document um, than, the, than the job description. What I see all too often is, oh, we're going to post this job. And so give me the JD and I'm going to put that online. And then we wonder mm-hmm. why nobody applies
1: as because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you, you've you're already right. lost. Yeah, it needs to be you are you are not putting I mean, you're hiring for that job, but you are putting an ad. Out there, it's it's, it is it is an advertisement, and you should you should approach it as such. And you need to get inside the minds of your of your applicants, and you need to be speaking their language. Which goes to my point about talking about remote. If if your position is remote first, remote exclusive, you know, then you should absolutely put that into the title. Is that the title of the job? No, but guess what? The title in your job listing on. Stack Overflow or Indeed or any other site does not have to match the exact title that you're going to actually give the person on paper. That's the part that drives me up the wall. We have, for example, we have done multiple listings for the same position. We have talked about it being contract. We've talked about it being full time. We've talked about it being remote. We've talked about the the uh, the amount of travel or the lack of travel. We've used different titles different role titles completely in the in the description and they're all valid it's all and percent 100 your okay. job
0: just as another example of the difference your job description is going to be formulaic it's going to say software developer or system engineer 2 or whatever you're you know however you organize yourself that's the posting is going to say something like enthusiastic developer you can you can put some language in there you don't have to say uh it it doesn't have to match now caveat if you find yourself typing and in either the jd or the listing if you find yourself typing words like ninja or wizard (laughs) or guru (laughs) these you you fail don't don't do that. Just hit the delete button. You That's, can be. Don't do it. You <laughs> don't can. do it because we talked. Remember, Fred, we talked we talked last week and uh, we both made a big deal about self-selection kind of in right. different ways. We we kind of had a different attitude, but we were driving towards the idea that self-selection plays a role from whatever direction in whatever context, whatever end self-selection is important here. Um, and I've I've ranted about this in the past. If if I see. Uh, unicorn ninja rock star guru type language i will self-select away from your company 10 times out of 10 because it's bullcrap and it shows an underlying i think and i, I don't know if i'm being uh, too, uh, too cranky brush. about this maybe i'm <laughs> cranky old man i think it it belies an underlying disrespect for the nature of the work um and and it because it trivializes uh, skill and experience in a way that I think is detrimental to the entire team culture. I think it's a cancer. Okay, uh, I agree. And that could are, be but- that could be like Chris's hard line of the day. But uh, I, you, you put those things in your job post, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to
1: look at. I'm not even going to open it. It, it has, uh, it, to me, it's marketing laziness because you, you pick that term to try and make it interesting and colorful. You try and do a little bit of ego stroke all of those intentions are actually fine uh as long as you're being genuine but using those terms is such a cheap cop out for actually trying to communicate the true nature and intent of it that you 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 can do better you can actually you yeah. don't need i actually the best job descriptions i think have a title that does not include any doesn't include yeah. the title of the position at all they describe in a short phrase some some something unique and interesting about the about the job and so that can be i mean you you, you go to your you know it's it's going to be specific to your role and and the and the, the work and things like that but it could be things like the travel and going to interesting locales if you have a major client who's in hawaii for example uh it could be the sheer variety of technologies that you use. It could be the fact that you're doing very bleeding edge stuff, that you're working with only the latest and greatest technologies. There's all kinds of different ways you can go with it. You just gotta figure out what's, the, what's, one, of the nice, what's one of the niceties about this job that a person applying to this job would go, oh, that's really cool. I wanna do that. That sounds like fun. And, and be so careful how you do that.
0: Be careful how you do that because I, you know, I never want to work with you again a day in my life, right? Because you're awful and and, and it's the, it's just this a bad a situation, given. right? This is a given. Right, it's a given. Okay. So, but if you're trying to hire me and you put, oh, with 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 some travel to Hawaii, I'm gonna walk away. Because so somebody who I think is is a little greener is gonna say, Oh great, I get to go to Hawaii. Somebody with battle scars from having done a lot of travel, I think, great, now I've got to spend nine hours on a plane uh every six weeks. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've got to be, you've got (laughs) to be,
1: you've got to be honest, you've got to be, you have to be
0: honest, you have to be, and my point there is, uh, my point there is just to be conscientious about how you position things. Think empathetically and try to wear the other set of shoes because you may put something in. And this is kind of back to the unicorn, rainbows, rock star, ninja, wizard kind of talk. You may put something in there with the best intention and actually wind up driving good people away. And so you really want to be careful when you're emphasizing something about the role. Be really thoughtful about what it is you're emphasizing and how. Yeah, it has uh, to be. Because that's going to matter.
1: Right. And it has to be accurate. But let's continue with this Hawaii thing, for example. If the role does include a biannual, you know, every six months you are going to Hawaii, that's a job requirement. You're being honest up front and you're trying to sell the perk of, hey, you're going to do a trip to Hawaii and we're going to (laughs) pay you to do that. no. Taking it out of the title and removing the perk is not going to change that reality. You're still going to have to talk about that, and so no. To but your it's point about t- self-selecting. Well, hold on, you're like you self-selected out. Oh, I don't want to go to Hawaii. Good, you self-selected out. You don't want to do that, so I'm not wasting yeah, your time, and you're not wasting my time. All right, so let's hang on. Let's fight. Uh, 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 hold on, I got it.
0: Don't you go giving me your half ass bell. Oh, this is, is, this not a bell, Frank. Can you not, is this not coming through? I don't hear anything, no. You don't hear anything? No. Oh my gosh. So oh. that was,
1: that was a total fail then. I apologize. You need to leave the audio to the professionals. To I told to you, we don't have money to hire a professional, Frank. You need to leave it to That's the, non-viable to the advice. amateur mm. professional. To the amateur who professional. Hasn't, okay. Who hasn't, who has enjoyed doing this since he hasn't touched it since college, but
0: did do yeah. it. Um, let's let's fight about this though, because because you're not you're not thinking about you're not thinking about advertising, right? Okay. because because with advertising, I don't care what's in the content of the article. I'm talking about headline writing, right. And often those are very divorced from one another. And if you don't know this, uh, actually, and both print and digital, Oftentimes, times, read an audio, you read mis- any news
1: article, like mm. the title just completely
0: false. Exactly. Compared
1: to the article. That's because, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's because the author does not write the title. <clears throat> so the headline is not crafted by the author. They may suggest something, but the editor is the one that writes or 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 modifies the title in many cases. That's because they know what's gonna get people to open the article. And the same thing here, we're talking about sales, we're talking about marketing, uh, it's all about the funnel. And so I want people to look at the job posting. The more people that look at it, the more people I'm gonna get to apply, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing running a banner ad on a website. The more people click, even if they don't wanna buy the thing, more people click on the banner yields more sales on the back end, even True. if even if the, the landing page is the same. right? And it says we're going to Hawaii twice a year and it's partial remote and uh, we shoot you in the foot every six weeks, but we pay your medical bills. Right. Whatever the whatever the content is, the more interest you get the more traffic you get, the more candidates you're going to wind up with. So I'm not suggesting you you hide information. You don't tell them they're going to Hawaii. What I'm saying is you have to be careful what you put in the title because that's the, that's the lead for your article. And you want people to, you want their interest piqued by what they see in that title. Um, and so you got to be thoughtful about how you do that.
1: OK, well, I, you're, you're not wrong. I, 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 I agree. I'm not sure we're necessarily fighting. I never have been. What? I never have been. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Chris. Sure. We'll let the, I'm gonna let that one slide
0: for the time being. Uh, look, and, I'm in favor of honesty. That yeah. We're talking about being honest here. I'm just trying to be honest and transparent. What you see is what you get. And he's massive, is is massive, massively humble too.
1: Just, just the humility. Oh, more is humble just than you. Way more. I'm more humble than, than you are. <laughs> so. Way much, more humble than way, you are. I am incredibly humble. <laughs> <laughs> Fanatic, fanatically humble. Fanatically humble. So you're 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 not you're you're not wrong, and you need to be you need to think about that. but i i I don't think that that actually runs afoul of what I'm describing. You know, you're if 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 part of the job is Hawaiian, that is an enticement and that becomes that can be part of the headline. And yeah, that's going to drive people away. but you're driving people away on a fundamental reality of the position. This is where it sort of diverges from your analogy to. Um, to reading an article where an article title can bait you in with the exact opposite of what the article actually says. <laughs> I mean, truly, I've I've seen yeah, it. Just time. And often and again. does it often does, and it's infuriating and disgusting. I I I. And hate by that. the way, I hate that when, practice when the
0: when the headline is a question. The answer is almost always no. There, I just saved you ten minutes of reading. <laughs> <laughs> could, could this Could this new smart wattle bo- water bottle bring life to Mars? No, 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 no. It's, it's, no, we, we won't be doing that. Will the Pentagon have flying cyborgs by 2027? No, Mm-mm. not going to happen. N- not a thing.
1: <laughs> not a thing. I've learned this and it's
0: almost always in the negative. The question almost always asked is almost always in the form where the ultimate answer is no.
1: Nope. But <laughs> and by the end of the article, it's well, not right now, but someday. You know, and they, they, yeah, they all this, yeah, but but it's a, and then you a, get, and then you can get a, cr- a whole a whole crop
0: of people who claim, no, no, I'm always right. I just I'm not. I'm I'm bad with timing. I'm it's bad with like the, the classic excuse of anybody making it, any prediction
1: is. I was gonna say, isn't that the exact same thought process that the crazy guy on the corner with the with the end is nigh, end is nigh. I mean, isn't that literally yeah. the exact same thought process he has? Well, nigh is just a
0: matter of perspective. Right? <laughs> <laughs> on the like, geologic time
1: scale, he's probably correct, <laughs> which reminds me of uh, there's uh, if, if you've ever seen the movie uh, 37, I think it's 37 days later. It's a zombie movie and this guy wakes up and he ha- he has no idea what has been going on. He's wandering around and somebody had spray painted on this on the side of a building in the in the uh, in the uh, zombie apocalypse. The end is really Effing nigh, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> yes, yes, this one is super nigh. It is like it's right super there. Super nigh. Super nigh. It's, super it's nigh. like it's like Bill Nigh. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so Bill so, Nigh, the arbiter, N I G H, the non, the non, uh, non trademark infringing registered <laughs> arbiter of
1: future events. <laughs> I like your, I like your legal disclaimer. <laughs> it's really good. All right. So, so th- w- where your analogy to news writing diverges from and uh, from a job listing is in the intent of truthfulness with a job listing. And we can actually, I, I was going to add this as its own bullet. So we can go right there. Being super honest about what the work is and is not really, really important because if you have an employee who comes in, even after they, if they accept it, if there is any sense of bait and switch to what they were told oh, yeah. at any point during if the process, they feel like they've been sold a bill of goods. If, it, and that goes all the way back to their very first touch point with you. Yeah. Now, I mean, you can't handle word of mouth. So, you know, if there's, if there's that, that kind of thing, that's okay. So we're going to caveat that. And of course it would be, it is incumbent on you to make sure that they have an accurate impression based on what they have been told. However, everything that you're responsible for, i.e. the job listing, needs to be 110% truthful. Do not BS in those, in those documents. I have seen that over and over again, and it infuriates me when they do that. As soon as I see, oh, you're telling me A, but your, but your job description said B, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm done. That's it. And yeah. so you have to be 100% truthful. So the particularly when it's
0: something like remote or travel to your point. Yes. Or the yes. requirement that, hey, we have deployments that have to happen in nights and weekends sometimes. Those sorts of things
1: are really important to be upfront about. Yeah. And, and really I actually. On. And so, so this is where I think I this is where I would actually, I think. Disagree with you because I actually think there is I think there is value in uh showing, you know, airing some of the proverbial dirty laundry. So we we can go with tra- let's let's continue. We'll use our, yeah, our Hawaii gonna, travel thing and we can We're gonna do- fight. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. If you're gonna do that, you gotta bring the level down so that it's a little low in the background. Because my limit break here is gonna go on for like forty-five minutes. So <laughs> I need that. We need to get that sound. You need to get that. <laughs> yeah, sound. Oh, the the, the sound. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we need to do this. I love it. Is this going to loop? Is this going to loop while we're doing this? No, but the clip, the beds like two minutes long. So. Okay. All right. Well, we'll play it for now. I, I will. Yeah, I, you know, your amateur professional here will take that. And I'll, I'll loop it and and get it all set up. So don't you worry yeah. about it. Good idea. I like where your head's at, though. I like where you're going with these. This is good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> got to try to ignore the sound in the background. <laughs> so uh, I think it's important that you actually air some of the dirty laundry because they are fundamental realities of what you're actually going to be dealing with day to day. You've got to deal with. Um, the nightly deployments, okay? That's the thing that's going to happen. It's not going to change and you need to walk in with eyes open. Some people are okay with that. Others are, say, I've been doing that. I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, and others are kind of on the fence. So where I think you and I would definitely find some some common ground is if you're going to do a negative like that, then you definitely want to lay out, okay, we do we do deployments in the evenings. From this hour to this hour, this many times a month, on this day, and actually show. Yeah, if, so you would want to show but if the, that's in the
0: But if that's in the headline for your listing, you're going to get zero interest. Well, no, I wouldn't do it in the headline. That, that doesn't go in the headline. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so we're that's still what the I'm talking about. So okay. you're saying airing the dirty laundry? I 100. I'm, I'm agreed with you. That goes in the body of the listing. Mm-hmm. <clears> right. I'm not. Yes, gonna am so talking and about the body. That's why I said bit, I'm talking about the body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's where I kind of shifted from writing articles to uh, to like product advertisements online. Right. I'm either going to buy it or I'm not. And that's going to be an analysis that I'm going to do. And your marketing doesn't matter. If I don't need a smart water bottle, I'm not going to buy it. It's right. It's pointless. Right. I do want to get clicks, though. So you got to be careful about what you put in the headline. Now, to your point, though. Right. I do put. okay. so there's the listing and it's not at the very tail end, by the way, uh, because then I think, you you know, you're trying to you're trying to bury something. Yeah. Fade Um, that out. Fade that out. The point is. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it. The point is, uh, I'm uh I'm gonna put it like middle, like upper third, probably. I'm gonna okay. say, hey, here's the intro, here's what we're selling, here's the vision, here's the cool stuff we're doing, here's what we need you to come in and, and be the expert on. By the way, uh we do have some, you know, evening deployments every Wednesday at, you know, six a.m. You gotta get up a little early and do the deployment, but otherwise, we do all this other cool stuff too. And so I'm not, it's not like a compliment sandwich. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's not what mm-hmm. i really prominent
1: so that they know that I just lose you. Uh, I, can't, I came back. Um, okay. Give me right. a second. Little, hey, hold look on. Like a network blip. Yep. Yep. I'm going to pause okay. stuff in the background. I don't think this is what it is, but let me. No, there I think we go. it's on my end. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, um, I just, I cleared <clears throat> some stuff up. Go ahead. Continue. So I'm not, I'm not trying to do like compliment sandwich with it. Uh, what I'm trying to do is not bury it at the very end. I want mm-hmm, it to be obvious mm-hmm. upfront. Hey, there's some there's some not so great parts about this role. After I explain the big picture and before I go into some of the details, requirements, and and other awesome stuff, mm-hmm. um, just trying to be for trying to be upfront about it. So I'm completely in agreement with you. Look, we do we have a biweekly sprint, and so every Monday night at 9 p.m. we're on for about an hour doing a deployment part of the job. But here's some other cool stuff. Um, and and I'm I'm like I I want to be super upfront with that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because you're
0: right. Somebody comes in and they say, Oh yeah, uh, I can't work Mondays past five p.m. because I got kids or whatever else. I don't care what the reason is. They're gonna work for you until the first Monday, and then they're gonna <laughs> quit at five p.m.
1: because they can't do it, and that's that's okay. Right. So so a couple a couple caveats around this. I like the deployment thing, and I like the Hawaii analogies because they're very very concrete and tight and easily defined, and you can fit all of that in. The copy of, of the of the of the description in your in your in your listing. If the neg, you you, you want to be careful. You don't need to. I said air some dirty laundry. I didn't say say all the dirty laundry. Some things are going to require dialogue, and you're not going to want to list that stuff because of extenuating circumstances. For so example, I shouldn't put in there that that your boss is going to have a nose candy problem.
0: That's not. So, that's I not mean, something that would but, be. Yeah, I mean. That's yeah. Okay. So I should take that out.
1: You should probably take that
0: out. Like, gosh, can we off
1: camera take it out? So I don't have to look at it. Can we, can we, can we pause this? I have some documents to edit. (laughs) I have some recorded videos that I need to shred. I need to get, I need to get bleach bit in here. So you don't need to air all of it, but some things that are going to be super endemic to the, to the position and a little bit, Just a little bit, just to show honesty, just to show forthrightness. If there is something nobody no, I mean, I guess you can talk this way to a greenhorn, you know, somebody who's fresh out of college or something like that. You can do the, you know, all the sunshine and rainbows type stuff and and they will dutifully follow along with it. But anyone worth their salt who's been in this in any role for more than three seconds is going to see through the bull crap and know okay well this all sounds amazing what's the catch there's got to be there's always something no job is perfect so acknowledge your imperfection acknowledge your humanity in a small but appreciable way so that people can in doing so it's actually in, in in by presenting that you actually gain i think respect and interest because you're being upfront and candid and they'll believe the rest of your job listing because you gave them that. Okay, well, if they're saying this negative stuff over here and then they've got all this other positive stuff piled up, I'm going to, that seems, that's an attempt at balance. That seems more trustworthy. I'm going to more likely and more readily believe what I'm reading and also be more inclined to apply because, hey, these are real freaking human beings who are, you know, recognize that, you know, the work is the work. And I say this and I
0: say this all the time uh, in interviews and it the way I say it really depends on the seniority level. Um, somebody that's somebody that's fresh out of college. Uh, yeah, it's it's not perfect. We have some room to grow and these are the areas. Uh, and I kind of shift into more of uh, a, more of a, a mentoring type of tone. And I just tell them, look, uh, you're newer to the field. What you're going to come to or you're, you're newer to industry. <laughs> you know what you're going to come to find out is that uh, people are imperfect. And so. Companies being a collection of people people. glued together under a logo um, are imperfect. And it's not about finding a job that's perfect. It's about finding one whose brand of imperfection complements your own, right? One that you can live with the warts. and Mm -hmm. uh, and here are some of ours. And I lay them out and I said, by the way, if you're talking to anybody else and they're not sharing any of their issues with you, they're hiding it right so yeah, yeah consider that somebody who's been in the industry 30 years and and had seven jobs and has all the scars I said look yeah you know no place is perfect here's some of our issues we're working on them in this way do you have any questions and it's usually not a not a problem they appreciate the transparency because they know if you're not telling me what the issues are up front then you're hiding them right they already know right. that yeah um, and so how you go about that but I will say that to can't either, if not if not in the interview process during the offer or um I, I'll usually repeat it again, you know, when they start um just to be because I, I want to be open. I want to be as transparent as possible. I pride myself on operating with as much transparency as I can. Obviously, as a leader, there's you can't share everything with your team and it's not appropriate like there are things you cannot share with them for a myriad reasons, and there are things that you can share that you choose not to because it, it's not appropriate. and so, but as, as much that I as much that I can share with the team I'm open about it because yeah. I you know I don't have any misgivings that I'm the, like the smartest one in the room that's why I hired you people right because I can't do all this myself <laughs> um, so why would I try to hide information that doesn't benefit me because some of the best ideas we've had as a team have not come from me um I just benefit from them because I've been here longer <laughs> you know it's so I'm just'm I'm, I'm super honest about that kind of stuff and I find uh, people respond to it.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it just just has to be subtle, just something, but just just that little bit of honesty, it just bolsters the uh, the the entire thing. Uh, Speaking of benefits, that's another thing that I think uh, companies don't do enough with in their in their listings. They say, okay, I have okay, I have a health, I have health care, I have retirement. You have PTO. Oh, okay. Yes, you and everyone Great. else. Great. That's not. I have I have a car. What What kind is it? Right. <laughs> exactly. Give me a little make and model information about what you're doing here. Yeah. If uh, so, for example, my um, my company uses. First of all, first of all, verify that it actually runs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you, have, you have PTO. Great. I get I get six hours per year of paid time
1: off. Thanks. That's mm-hmm. I appreciate it. That's not that's not even getting out of the driveway. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, for example, my company uses uh, a HR service we've talked about before called Trinet. Try Trinet, yeah. Trinet. Trinet is awesome. And so if your company uses Trinet or there are there are a number of other players in this space, Trinet's the one I'm familiar with, so I'm going to stick with that. But if your company uses Trinet, then that becomes, it's not we have healthcare, it's we use Trinet. And in doing so with Trinet, you have a gazillion different options for health care and dental and vision that you can pick from. And so that gives you a little more detail about what it is that, that you have. I believe it's possible for you to even go through the Trinet site and see some of the providers and stuff, even without being signed up. That would be applicable in your area because it's all geographically based. So there's there are limitations geographically with the plans. And there, and the plans do vary. Actually, okay, maybe I'm arguing myself out of it. I thought there were, but now as I actually think about it, I'm not sure because, uh, like, my company was fa- uh, uh, formed in California, so I technically had access to these California-based plans, even though I lived in Pennsylvania. But uh, so there's going to be some nuance. But anyway, you 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 get it. You have the potential for a wide variety of of plans. So. If your company doesn't do that, maybe talk about the number of different plan options that you have. If you have dental and vision, mention that. Maybe even a little bit about the deductibles. Um, my company. You know, I think <clears throat>
0: my- I think the details matter because I was in a situation recently where at, at a position open, somebody applied and uh, said, OK, what about benefits? And so I asked HR and I got I got a bullet list that was typed out. Oh, PTOs, holidays, dental vision, supplemental insurance, uh, 401, you know, whatever the whatever the list was. And that was it in an email like okay is like can i give can i give this candidate some additional information like what you know uh because this is a new a new partner and so they didn't have all of mm-hmm. and resp- well we have a we have a guide but we only share that uh once they've accepted the offer i said okay so either i get either i get uh some podunk uh typed out bulleted list in an email of stuff that is uh, like obviously of course, you have a PTO. You have PTO. What is it? I, I care about the details. Um, and so ultimately, we, I did wind up sharing the guide with the candidate, but uh, there's there's this intermediate space where, OK, you've, you you're not going to maybe post your full guide on your public website. OK, I get that. But once you have a candidate engaged, they show some interest. Why would you not give them that type of information? Yeah, the it lack of. Weird. Well, the lack. And of it trans- turned out just to be a communication problem. Um, oh, OK. And so, I was going to say yeah, the it was an trans- awkward thing but I'm thinking from my pers- I'm I'm thinking about it from the candidate's perspective like what a weird interaction where you have to ask explicitly to get more detail on the benefits it just seemed like a weird and it, the whole thing was just awkward and then we figured out what the issue was and and we got past it um but it was just strange so don't mess that up don't don't mess up one of the basic Expectations that your candidates are going to have when they're when they're thinking about whether to come in the front door, because um, that's a that's a red flag, you know, and, and so people are going to walk away from that if they can't even get this right. Um, well, yeah,
1: I, I mean, the lack of I would say the I'm glad you, you finished your story there because the lack of transparency would be super duper suspect. And so, yeah, you don't want to yeah. necessarily publicly disclose your entire handbook, but those key points that every most employees ask about should absolutely be on a hot sheet that you can hand out publicly right how many pager yeah you need a one pager
0: holidays pto health dental supplemental whatever and then on the one sheet it's oh we have these you know these tiers of health plan and here's your dental and here's your deductible and here's your pto and then yeah you can save the gory details for the for the handbook um but that middle piece is what a lot of is what i'm finding out people don't have often enough Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah. Yeah. And 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 you you need that. You need to be able to present that information because if you can't, that's going to be like, I'm not going to take a job without knowing all the, the nitty gritty. I mean, I, I in wouldn't, writing.
0: I would in writing. I can I can ask the hiring manager on the interview, yeah. oh, what's the PTO policy? And they say, Oh, it's, you know, it's it's three weeks of PTO or whatever the number is. Great. Can you include that in the offer because <laughs> I want that mm-hmm. in writing? Because mm-hmm. you know,
1: because yeah. that stuff an issue. exactly. Yeah. Get it in writing. Get get all those get all those benefits in writing. But up front, you know, in the in the listing, include include as much of the anonymized high level as you as you can. Mm-hmm. So if you have PTO, how much PTO? Do you include sick days? Some places still have genuinely allocated sick days. Mm-hmm. you want to include those? They're different than PTO, yeah. Um uh maybe I, how many if you've paid holidays right if you want to list how many paid how holidays how many paid holidays so, uh mm. i just saw a company that gives you pto on your birthday you get a pto day for your birthday this is pretty cool really? yeah it's kind of a it's kind of neat it's a little uh mm. yeah it's a little interesting Just fun twist. You know, you throw that in there. That's 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 a that's a a
0: good self-indulgent excuse for lazy people to shirk their duties. okay, (laughs) if that's their if that's their brand of
1: vodka, that's I just I just decided that my birthday is whatever the first PTO day is that I take in a year. So (laughs) that's my birthday that year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool, but it's cool. You get another PTO day yeah, in there. Yeah. Are there reimbursements, especially if you're remote? Are there reimbursements for cell phone, for Internet, mm. for uh, mm-hmm. computer equipment? Do you get to build your own machine? Do you have a budget for building yeah. your own machine? Uh, you know, there's all, all that kind of stuff. Include as much detail as you as you feel comfortable, because well, those. I, I, so we're going to fight a little bit there.
0: Not as much as you feel comfortable. You probably want to share a little bit less than that because again you want to start a conversation with the candidate. Right. And so this is advertising. You want to get them interested. You don't want to give them enough information to walk right away. So not trying to be skeevy, trying to make sure that people aren't walking away because they think they know everything about the role. You want a chance to explain uh, to them who you saying. are, what yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. different, why this role might be for them and and build a relationship with them. And so I'm not going to I'm probably going to err on the side of uh, how? How? I just I just uh, I'm not good at I'm not good at wording some too some, much air. some Let of me, the some sit, of the day my time The s- words s- no good sit down, so sit I'm down before, before you
1: sit down before you hurt, hurt yourself hurt hurt here. You. okay here so here. I'm
0: probably going to wind up showing less information in the listing that I'm able to. Right there's there's all the information you know, and then there's the stuff you feel comfortable sharing. I'm probably still a little to the left of that because I want a, it's an appetizer. I want to I want to pique your interest. I want you to reach out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, I'm happy to provide. It's not that I want to hide anything. It's just that I want I want. I wanna build a relationship first and really make sure it's it's a good fit or not.
1: Yeah, so I have been interrupting you to try and save you from your your absolute fumbling of those words and you just wouldn't let me. So, I mean, I just, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> but what I was going to say was that if you put too many words on the page and there's so much text, you end up with things looking very black and white and people feel perhaps overly confident in their ability to make a decision about their fitness for the role without actually talking to somebody, yeah. Which that's is the in that's fact the issue. Maybe we should go back to the videotape because I just said that. I think I said it better. <clears throat> Pretty sure I said it. Better. Oh, and oh, shorter right, we'll let,
0: and, we'll, and faster. We'll run a poll to decide. side. We okay, should do feedback that. at refactor. <laughs> work, let us know who did it better. <laughs> who who did uh, it better and why? Is it Frank? Yeah, that's um, and, and it's that's not how it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry frank is Fra- don't worry frank is not going to be super bitter when he loses it's okay back he, he's a house. big boy he's a big boy he can handle it yeah no, we're getting at the same thing but we're that's another thing. that's a separate issue thing. Uh, the same thing with a resume. You want your you want your listing to read well. You want some white space. You want breathing room. You want to think about how it's designed and how it flows, what information you're putting where. Don't be a
1: scatterbrain about it. Don't be too loquacious, but don't be too concise. It's I a have. balance. I actually have, and we'll, we will link it in the show notes because uh, we're not going there, but I wrote a whole piece in detail about how you do resume writing because mm. – ice and and one of the big things i talk about is white space and how you need room to breathe not only because i mean you you get fraction you you get less than a minute so they're not going to mm-hmm. read everything it, the white space makes it easier to digest and it also forces you to focus on the things that are most important too it's like twitter and now and then by and then by extension makes it easy if you've done
0: it right makes it easy for the reader to see the relevant bits right. first and
1: and, and see the forest through the trees. It's a it's an art and yeah. it takes practice mm. and and uh, but it's important. So yeah. um all right so that's so that's benefits. Um and you know a, along with being honest, I mean you can take a step even further back. You know, you should look at if, especially if you're in HR or you're in any position to actually effectuate changes on this. What about your benefits can you improve? You know, one of the things that drives me nuts right now uh that i that i have seen for the last couple of years is companies that don't do matching on 401ks they give you the 401k and then they don't do matching and i know that that's a budgetary concern and depending on you know the kind of work and you are your startup and things like that but you really really should do just a little bit you know for example um
0: and so that's well. That's that, that's that the thing. So push. if you if you get a four if you get a group plan 401k, if you do matching, then the line says 401k with matching.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, my point is, you should be looking at your benefits package holistically, not just about yeah. You, you know I mean how well does it work for the employees? How well does it work for the company? But how well does it entice new employees? That's yeah. you got You got to think about it. Got to think about it that way. So your your policies and your benefits they can't suck. You're, 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 guess your what, guys, the kids
0: suck because the the market is really hot right now. Mm. It is an employee's market at the moment. And so you all these little things, it's oh, well, that's bullcrap. It's I'm just going to post senior software engineer as the title. Why do I need to? Because it's advertising. You you are in stiff competition. And even if you had historically been very brick and mortar, guess what? You're now at least hybrid remote. Mm -hmm. And so your talent pool just got way wider, which means your current and and prospective employees have far more options than they ever did before. And you and I, Frank, we have been preaching about this for the last decade. And finally, the rest of the world caught up to us about 13 months ago (laughs) on this. (laughs) Yep yeah like we've been we've been the crazy guy with the tinfoil hat and the radio gear in his rv on the side of the national forest mountain for a decade now and finally nasa just discovered the
1: giant asteroid like that's <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it is it is so so flipping true um so uh yeah right now we're hiring and um we're fully remote and i am seeing i have seen a marked compared to what you're not hiring hiring.
0: i'm hiring i'm hiring no
1: i'm hiring i'm hiring better more than you and i'm also going to edit this out of the final (laughs) i'm going to edit this out of the final so uh we're 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 hiring and we're hiring fully remote and i'm seeing a marked reduction in applicant traffic is that right because i think partially because of just the sheer uh, competition right oh, now. How it's did an employee. How did market.
0: we not? How, how did we're talking about everything else under the sun in terms of detail? Share your
1: flipping range. Share the salary uh, range for the position. Come on. oh Now this one I can hear every every single HR and finance person and, right now is going. <laughs> every single
0: one. Yes, <laughs> they just shat themselves, and that's okay. <laughs> But guess what? The candidate's <laughs> going to find out anyway. If it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit anyway. Use this as a filter to get out the people that you're priced out of. Yep, yep. Don't waste their time. Don't waste your time. It's no I point. Know. If you, you're yep. posting a position for 80k, a candidate wants 120k. Maybe the both of you could stretch 20k in this in in towards the middle direction. But guess what? That's not a sustainable relationship because they know they're worth more and you know you're overpaying. It's it's not going to work out. It's not worth, this is my, this is Chris's personal position. I don't negotiate. I post a range. I want your range. If there's overlap, then we can move forward. If there's not overlap, sorry, it didn't work. I'll keep you on file. Let me know if something changes. I don't play, I don't like playing the game. I did, however, just see a post. It might've been LinkedIn. Uh, there was somebody that said, uh, well, post a minimum. or or maybe it was another pod, I forget where it was. And I thought there's something to that because if I post a range, let's say I've got uh, 80 to 100 depending on experience, let's say it's some developer position, Mm -hmm. whatever, okay. Uh, 80 to 100 depending on experience, uh, that may not be as effective as saying minimum salary 80 more for experience or something like that, where you don't have to give the top end of the range, but you are, you are the, the, the thing that the employee is really going to care about, the thing that the person really needs to know is the minimum. Because if the if the budgeted minimum uh, isn't anywhere close to their minimum requirement, you're probably not going to be able to make a deal, right? If if right. I'm if I'm in the market and I'm looking for a position at 135 and I see that your position offers a minimum of 80, that's that, <laughs> that's a little too much of a delta, right? I know, I know I'm not in the right ballpark. But if I'm somebody who's fresh out of college, and I see a position, an entry level position, maybe, and it's it's listed for minimum 75K. Um, I say, oh, hey, I can I know I can at least do that. That's going to work for me. Maybe there's room to go up, but there's it sets a baseline expectation for the candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been doing this to this point, but I'm I, I'm thinking it's attractive.
1: I, I I mean, it's probably a nice middle ground for the um, for the hiring and finance people who, who don't like sharing it. So I actually um, we have a hiring team and I and and um spoke to them about it and a, and a policy that predates me and is outside my control we don't actually release the uh, the range in advance i've always been a i like that and i think it's i think it's highly beneficial for all why the reasons that you describe okay Ugh. so what here's here is what here here's here's why here's why this is this is why companies don't do it there there are it's because the uh it reduces their ability and to negotiate. I mean, full stop, that's, that's, w- no. that's what it is. And it also, because it reduces their ability to negotiate, it reduces their, um, their ability to control budget. Now, if you are really good at your, at your financial forecasting for the year, I know I'm going to hire X number of employees and I know that they're going to cost between X and Y. If you have those ranges, then the budgeting thing actually goes away because you can, um, you you have already forecasted it. You're able to actually you know plan accordingly and um, uh, prepare accordingly, and so it's it's less of a it's less of an issue. the uh, The other reason that I have heard, and I, I I gotta say there there is some there is some credence to this, when you give a range. The employee, the, the potential employees come in the door now knowing that range and they all will. All oh, I say all I'm going to speaking with superlatives that are not necessarily. Yeah, the case, but I see. Where a you're A lot going will say, oh, I am. OK, so this range is from it's from 80 to 160, like a big range, which is what yeah, I like to do. I was do thinking
0: I, I was thinking it should have been 165. So what can we do here? Yeah, exactly, it's, a, it's a necessarily exactly it's a necessarily mistrustful and adversarial position to take but and it presumes the worst in people and that's why i just put i i i
1: don't know I, but the that's pro- why that's well, why i don't like the negotiation yeah but game. here's the here's the problem that <laughs> i have seen i have seen it now in multiple times that people are proven to be distrustful, so like so I, I'm being honest about what the company's trying to do, but you know what? they're also not the only ones playing this game. Human beings will do human things, no matter which side of this desk they're sitting on. I have seen otherwise very reputable candidates completely just overinflate uh, salary requirements and things like that, where they start at a they start at a number and come way down. So um, now I personally, my goal, regardless of uh, all this stuff aside, because I I don't want to I don't want to sound too slimy and smarmy with this. My goal is always to get (laughs) too late, too late.
0: (laughs) That ship sailed uh, 19 (laughs) episodes ago.
1: (laughs) My goal in this process is always to make sure that the employee feels happy and satisfied with their compensation, because that is. That is the number one metric they're going to look at for the entirety of their time with your company. And so if they come in feeling, you know what, I'm getting paid well no, they, to do they, the they job. They want to feel like they got, a, gonna, fair they like a, fair got a fair deal. They want to feel like they a fair deal with an
0: honest broker.
1: Right. A fair deal with an honest yeah. broker and maybe even with a little bit on top of that, you know, like, OK, I thought, I mean, this is this is actually really good. I'm I am very I'm very happy with this. It's right at the top of what I would had dreamed of or you know it's very close to it. I like doing that because it sets a a baseline of satisfaction. I know that that employee is going to work hard and for the for the reasons that you just described. So that's what I always try to do. It's this other crap that around that you have to try and sift out. And I I, I like that. I like being the open and honest with the range. I do think that that's the right play. I do think that you do run into people who, you know, eighty to one sixty. Oh, I was thinking one sixty five. So you know, it's like, well, I, which I just, is which is part of the wisdom in just giving them the minimum,
0: right? We have right, an open slot, which whatever is, yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, we we guarantee a minimum salary of one ten, whatever. And then if they come back with two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars a year, and your range was one ten to one thirty. Okay, it's <laughs> not going to work. No thanks. Yeah.
1: yeah, you know exactly. So I think the minimum is probably. I haven't tried that. I think yeah. that's a good. That's a good it's middle a good ground. idea. Now here's here's the thing. I mean, you and I can wax poetic about this all day, but this decision most often ends up in the CEO's hands or the CFO's hands. It's so far and above every every average worker's um, decision making tree that. I mean, you and I are almost having a philosophical discussion because it's almost irrelevant. Most people won't be in a position to effectuate this change. And I would caution anyone, have the conversation, ask the questions. Hey, why don't we, have we tried doing range before? What do we think about doing that? Ask the questions. but do so honestly and humbly with zero expectation that anything will happen because this can be a potential landmine and you don't want to put yourself in that position. If they're receptive, then have then. You know, continue to to talk about it, but more yeah, but often that's, than that's, not, a sea level that's, will come in and just say, "Nope, we don't do that," and that's not going to happen. But that's broad advice. Whenever
0: you're putting your finger in somebody else's pie. Right. So if you're going to go and you're going to try as a as a as primarily software development expertise, if you're going to go and you're going to you're going to challenge the way that it does their stuff or mm-hmm. HR does their stuff or finance does their stuff or marketing does theirs, that that, you know, that humility and that expectation of not actually getting anything done is like a blanket that's just that's just how you operate with the other teams when you think, you know, more than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, red red flags apply. I think I think the minimum um now it should be said that. um When you have this, all of this is well and good um, to get to start working with recruiters. And they don't uh, they don't. Uh, they don't suck. Uh, they don't. Uh, all bleh. Suck. Bleh. They don't they don't all suck you know what really grinds Um, my gears recruiters and that people is what grinds my gears that's no that's 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 accurate they're Um, atrocious because because the way you're going to work with a recruiter is they're going to say what's the range and you're going to say whatever number to the maximum and then the first (laughs) candidate they bring you is going to need 10 more than the maximum like Uh the minimum doesn't even matter to a recruiter they don't even that that's the first question they ask well how high can we go right uh-huh. because recruiters typically yeah. get paid, paid based off of the starting salary of the employee um and so they get 10 or 20 or 30 percent whatever the number is of uh you know of the person's salary after after they've been hired that's that's the compensation model that's how they do business and so it's in the recruiter's best interest to get the candidate the you know best price because that that benefits their pocketbook as well um and so my advice is always going in with recruiters Uh, i know my range let's say i've got uh you know 115 to 125 whatever the number is i'll go to the recruiter. And I will tell them my budget is 115 because I know, I know, because I have the scars, I tell them 115, they're gonna come back. The first thing they're gonna come back with is somebody that's looking 120, 125. And then I can say, you know what? Yeah, they're good enough. I can go, I can get approval for this. Yeah. And right? the problem- and I hate negotiating and it force they force you to play the game because they just they they don't listen. I hate it. I hate yeah. that they don't freaking listen.
1: Yeah, I I um Recruiters generally are are I, I don't uh, I don't work with them because of um, you end up negotiating two layers. Yeah, you know, you're negotiating with it's, the recruiter it's, it's and you're pain. negotiating with the um,
0: and there's a there's a, a layer
1: of there's a layer of abstraction
0: on literally every part of the conversation mm-hmm. and it's just exhausting. And it's it's so it's so inefficient. I hate it.
1: Yeah. But the thing I is, and it. a lot of people use recruiters because they don't think they can find candidates. If you listen to what we're talking about last week and this week, you don't need recruiters. You can do this yourself. It's really well, easy. Mm, it's nah. easy. Same caveat. Same caveat
0: applies when when we talked last week. I clarified that when you're looking for like a remote developer, right, if you're looking uh, local to any specific market, maybe not if you're in you know New York or Bay Area but outside of one of the major metro hubs you it's it's a lot tougher to find people it yeah. is a lot tougher to find people and there's not there's not one good awesome place to go like <coughs> stack overflow uh is where you want to go primarily um it is it is a lot tougher to find people in a local market it, it,
1: it is and you you need to change how you're approaching it um but i think if you're going local then you then you actually can use the the larger sites because you're able to um, they'll have they'll have first of all the broad penetration. So indeed, even things like the the old ones, CareerBuilder Monster.com, and you can you could use sites like that because you're is saying Dice is still around. Dice is still around. I like Dice Are for they? for technicals. Yeah, they it used They're- to be top notch. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's still it's still good. They're still uh, kicking. Um, hmm. And so if you're going local, you just specify must be local to X, to, yeah. and so that's going to filter out anyone who's not willing to move or do the travel. And then mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to get noise because all of these sites are noise. But you just immediately look: Are you located here? Nope. Next, and you can kick yeah. all that to the curb. The other thing is, I think that I mean the recruiting the recruiter industry is ripe for. Uh, uh competition so things like ZipRecruiter, for example i think you're going to see more of that where you're going to have, have you these tried Zip recruiter. i have not they've not tried ZipRecruiter. i've yet. been tempted i've been i would try tempted. it for you i would absolutely yeah. try it given your given no. the lack of applicants that you've got i hear it's expensive no. i hear it's pricey but but it's not attached to salary so it's a service that you're paying for and it's just a well, flat yeah, fee it's not it's, percentage it's based on the higher but it's easy to say something
0: expensive. A Stack Overflow is expensive Defi- you know, yeah, to get, right. a, listing, Relative, to get a listing up for six or twelve months. It's a couple of grand. I mean, that's not that's not yeah. pocket change. If you're hiring some kind of a like, if you're hiring some really high end experienced person, that's going to be mm-hmm. commanding a lot of money. Right. It's really not that much in perspective, right? Reg- especially compared to what you'd pay a headhunter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is a good value, especially for the for the exposure. Um, which yeah. is nice. Now, they the Stack Overflow. Their their system is a little weird to work in. It's not it's not the greatest. Uh, but the the important thing is the candidate pool. That's well, where a the, lot of places
1: candidates are. Well, it's a little weird because most job application sites almost presume that you're going to have a candidate processing system of your own that you're going to funnel people yeah. through. Like we use Lever, L E V E R. Called, in, called an ATS, Applicant Tracking System. That's what it's called. Yeah, so most places expect you to use an ATS. And so their backend tooling is pretty minimal for receiving and processing applications on their own they almost want okay i'm going to show you the listing here's the link to apply and then off you go to your ats system where you fill out the uh fill out the application so all right so there's a couple more things you upload your resume and then have to input all of the same information again all right so i'm gonna we This episode is going to run long because there's a bunch of things we haven't covered yet. And that's that's one of them. It can can you run long, by the way? Are you good to stick around a little, a little bit, a little, little bit? Yeah. OK. All right. So we'll try and go yeah. fast here um, when it comes to applying. When it comes to the actual application, I give you my name, my email, my phone number, a copy of my resume in a doc or a PDF format, and I am done. You do not. Do not make me reenter the entire flipping resume manually into your ATS system where I have to list every individual job and all the descriptions and when I work there and where it's located and my degrees and, and my certifications. Do not do that. I can, I have lost. As soon as I see that, I'm done. I'm out. I don't care. I do not care. The only places that can get away with that kind of crap are the ones that are uh, where you are. The, the the pool is just is is attracted to you. So like, I, I don't know if they do it because I I refuse to work in these in this industry. But gaming, so like I could see big oh. game. So I could see them getting away with it because oh you get to work in the gaming industry and so the, and and they pay you that yeah, way and they the ch- ring. oh and they do and yeah. you I mean there's a reason that that game game shops are an absolute grind when it comes to work because nightmare. they know they can get away with it because you're working in the games industry you know so they. So they could get away with that. Google, I, I know you actually applied to Google and went through some of their process, but I don't know if they do it, but Google could get away with it because people like people will apply to Google just to say, I worked at Google or, you know, Fangs in general, F-A, was it Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, F-A-A-N-G is the acronym. Um, and so those kinds of companies can get away with it because they're just trading on their on their name notoriety. Everyone else? No. You're not that special. do not make me manually enter your resu- enter my resume information again. I gave it to you once you that's what you get and your tool can process it. you can read it and that's it. Um, though that kind of onerous effort or an upfront code exercise, like as part of the application process, don't do that. I want to talk to you first. I'm happy to put a yeah. little bit of extra effort mm-hmm. in, but I need to talk to you and make sure you're a sane match. First, before I go yeah. and commit that kind of effort, and make sure that make sure the fit looks valid before I put
0: meaningful time into it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I had two more things uh, that I think I can run through real quick here. Uh, uh, you you kind of covered it when you said don't just slap the job description up there. Don't don't put bullet soup of of no. role of of requirements and what you're going to do and the list of you know the, the, this this ridiculously long list of tech that you need to know that you know. No no developer ever actually has the complete list of tech that you have there. Pick the most important things. Go general. You're not hiring somebody to, for that exact skill set. You're never going to find that one individual. You're hiring for the ability well, to learn. When people think... People think, well, your system is adjacent to
0: another that uses, uh, you know, whatever technology. So I'm going to list it because that may attract somebody. No, you're actually going to filter a bunch of people out who think they need that in order to be there or that it's part of the normal day to day job. And so go general. Less is more. I would agree with
1: this. Yeah. So and and, and make it high level, you know, don't talk about the flavor of SQL, just. If you have to write SQL, yeah, you got to write some SQL. Talk about if you're if you're going for dynamic languages, it doesn't matter or any language. The language itself does not matter. Can you write one or two of the things in this list? Then you're good. And list off a whole bunch of them that you know yeah, that, that so that kind that of fits.
0: fits. Mm,
1: I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, so <clears> here <throat> let, me let, let me let me let me re rephr- well, let me rephrase it. You are fluent in at least one of. Ruby, Java, C sharp, like you'll list them off, but you're listing it as a as a um as an opt-in list rather than an opt-out. If you're good in any yeah, many one of businesses, these, you're good. Many
0: businesses can't tolerate, many businesses can't tolerate. Let's say you you do that, and then you get an applicant who is uh a uh, hella pragmatic Rubyist, right? Okay. And they come in and you're a and you're a Java shop, right? many businesses cannot afford the on-ramp for that person to transition into the java language the ecosystem the idioms i mean that's really that's something that not a lot the, the really? lot of businesses are not able to say oh we'll just we'll just lose the first you know three months to learning um I, I that's mean, not a blanket rule in some cases that is and and in my mindset i look for somebody that's able to learn and grow and be dynamic who at least who at least is willing in the upfront conversation to say, look, we are X kind of a shop now, we're exploring Y, do you know why or are you willing to learn it? And if they say, yes or yes, then great. Then I know I know it's a fit, but I can't, at least in my day job, I can't have somebody, we're, we're a, a predominantly Microsoft shop. I can't have somebody come in that doesn't know C-sharp. It's just not going to work. I can't justify that hire um, because I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a team of a hundred where this is kind of normal capacity growth um, and I can suffer a, a four month ramp up for somebody that's unfamiliar with
1: the, who the Okay. Well, to that, I will, I will say, who the heck are you hiring? that requires a four-month ramp up in anything like if i had to i'm not a c-sharp developer as you know i've, I've dabbled in it and i can certainly throw i would throw it into a skills list and i would say i would list it as beginner or something like that but it would be on there and i would be up and running with that if i i mean if that's my job and that's where i'm focused i'm up and running on that inside of three weeks along with all the other stuff that i'm ramping up with generally and it's so i actually question it's not the language it's no, it's no,
0: it's you're, it's it's not the language, right? Because if you've learned one language, you can learn another one, right? And that's yeah, exactly you're up and my running point. In a couple of weeks, that's, yeah. But the la- yeah, but my that's <laughs> you're missing my point. Is not about you. the language. <laughs> it's about the frameworks and the libraries, and those take a lot more than three weeks to learn and become proficient in. So then you're in there, you're trying to solve a problem, and there's some uh some third party dependency or a, or a platform native library or framework. You don't know anything about that. So your ability to go in and look at the language, the the line of code and understand what that means in that language processing environment. Yeah. A couple of weeks and I wouldn't I wouldn't care a damn thing about it. But the the libraries and the frameworks, that's a whole I mean, that does take okay, time so, to really know how to do. So
1: we're going to this is going to become a this is a this will be a a three parter because this is a conversation that you and I can have for a long time, because honestly, it sounds to me like you flipped 180 degrees from where you and I were six years ago. And I want I want to explore this uh, a little bit more. And we, we don't have time. Um, so pin that one for next week. Uh You are no, of course no. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done making promises. You here. are of course wrong. <laughs> you are of course wrong, and no, we will no find right. out just how wrong you are next week. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to talk about today, though, for the application process, if you're doing anything with nerds, with developers, engineers, you want the Joel test on your job listing. Mm, you absolutely, yeah. should have the Joel test. What is and the if Joel test? You don't test? know what that is. <laughs> uh, you don't know what that is. Google it. It's easy to find. It's, a it's, a it's 12, really simple. It's a twelve, it 12 checklist. I think it's twelve. OK. Tw- I'm not sure. I'm trying to guess 10 or 12. Doesn't it's, really matter. It's a bunch of check marks uh, for different things that indicate engineer quality of life, software developer quality of life. The more of them you check off, the better shape you're in. Any engineer worth their salt is going to look for these things when they come in the door anyway, and they will be asking for them. And so, again, you're being upfront and honest about what you do and don't do. Um some of them are there's a, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of wiggle room in uh, in, in them. Uh, I need to pull it's it like, up.
0: It's like, do you do, you know, do you write unit tests? Do you have an automated build system? Do you, you know, uh, do you do hallway usability? Source control. It's, it's that sort of stuff. Here, OK, so source here, control. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So here here they are. And uh, source control must have make a build in one step. Mostly have. Do you make daily builds? And eh, that one I'm gray on depends on what you're building and what you're doing. Do you have a bug database? Yes, must have. Do you fix bugs before writing new code? Everyone should. Nobody does. Uh, do you have an up-to-date schedule? Everyone should. Almost nobody does. Do you have a spec? Some. Um, do programmers have quiet working conditions? Absolute must have. Nobody flipping gets that. We can talk about offices. Um, best tools. Well, should work from home angle. Yeah. You know what? Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to say, and it is 12. I was right. You were wrong. Again, it's 12 okay. on the list. Um, so next week, we will dig into the Joel T- uh, Joel I test. do not warrant that this I do not warrant this promise will come to I, fruition. I am I am I am putting the uh, I am putting the seal of approval on this one. It is happening. OK, it's happening. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about the Joel test and why Chris is wrong about hiring for exclusive languages and or frameworks. All right. I'm let's get it. Because we are completely over time here. But this is such a fun topic to talk about, and you can go in so many different directions. It's it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but we covered quite a bit. Uh, you've been listening to another great episode of Refactored. My name is Frank Cole. With me is my uh, esteemed host, my Luigi to my Mario, Chris Tonkinson. And. Uh, if you want to hear more about the show, refactor.work, If you have feedback for us, mostly about why Chris is wrong, feedback at refactor.work. You can find Chris at chris.tonkinson.com. You can find me at Com. And uh, new episodes weekly. Try and do it on Tuesdays. Try and get them out on Mondays the week following. See if we can't speed that up a little bit. But so far, this cadence seems to be working. Um, anything else for you? No, I'm good. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. To be continued, part three. (laughs) Thanks, Frank.